and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord, where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout-out to all of those that are big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, Elisa Ellie, Das Chris, Fizzgig, Jacob Moriarty, AC Goldner, Dickie Lopez, Carnifex, Alex K, Mordine, Doma El Laca, Dr. Grinis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Treehugger, Darren W, Gold Rhino, Indie Link, and Tawdry Monster. And a shout out to two new patrons this week at our build-up level, old friend Jason K, and new friend Flenzer. Thank you all for your support. And now, a recap of Session 85. After nearly dying at Fortune's Hall, the fleeing Jeb, well ahead of everyone, finds a dino Zolgath barricade around Willowside. He starts to head back towards Fortune Hall, where he soon meets up with Peach Pie Turtle and the escaping civilians. Not long after that, the Wizard and Moonlight also show up. We decide to take everyone right on back to Fortune's Hall to rest for the night. We level up to 13. The next day, we roll out to fuck up this blockade. Blockade, straight fucked. We get back to town and find things have been attacked. We spend a day helping the town prepare defenses. Moonlight uncovers that the Banyan boys are on some secret mission. All of us are certain there's absolutely no way we're going to end up having to go and save their asses. At the end of a long day of work, we decide to head toward the local tavern. When you all are at the Hooked Inn... Oh, I got it now. The plot hook in. Okay. <laughs> I, tried to get, I tried to get you guys in here at the beginning of the book. You get to the hooked in. The common room is filled with the circus folk. When you enter in, they all stand and give you a round of applause. People are cheering and raising their drinks. They're chanting, Moonlight and the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Moonlight and the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Uh, this got weird. <laughs> Everybody, yeah, huzzahs after the cheer. I feel like Bernard would be soaking this in right now. Yeah, but I was just thinking the same thing. Bernard is standing on Peach Pie's shoulder and just, just bowing graciously, doing the whole hand circling. Thank you very much. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, thank you. Yes, we are heroes. Yes. Uh, the Wiz steps into the crowd and cheers along with them. Yeah, Moonlight! <laughs> and then looks around and goes, I'm not really even part of the circus. So. <laughs> I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> is everything okay in your real life, Ted, that you make characters so reluctant to join people? <laughs> oh, we're getting deep. <laughs> That's a much longer conversation we can't have right now. <laughs> so, if you all would like, you can join in the common room and, and drink with the circus. It's been a long time since you've spent time with them, really. Some of them have this, we're gonna die soon, aura about them, and are just getting fucking hammered right now. Like circus members, or just random people? Uh, random people. You don't see any of the circus troop folk actually getting really into the drink, not like some of the local farmers who have seen their entire crop eaten by the welt and what little property they still own be destroyed by marauding Zol bands of Zolgaths. Okay. So I'd be disappointed if there's any circus folk. Like get, getting into the drink? 
No, not in the drink that are super down on the survivability. I see. After, I mean, already knowing what we can as a circus do. If anything, you felt this palpable release of tension, this relief as you walked in because they're, you know, they're here. Like, yeah, you've been around town, but maybe not everybody's seen you. Now everybody's all together and they're all like, whew, thank God the seventh level magic users are here sort of situation. And peach pie. And peach pie. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) At some point through the night, Dingo and Oofy. Dingo and Oofy are an item now. I'm shipping it. Shipping Dingo and Oofy? Absolutely. (laughs) Anyways, Dingo and Oofy go and flank the wizard. They each got a beer in hand. Oofy will say to the wizard, you're sleeping here tonight, yeah? I don't know. Am I? Where else are you going to sleep? We're Rand up. I agree with Oofy. You're staying here tonight, right? Why? You'll get to experience it. It happened again. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the dream. The dream. Ted remembers Oofy the dream. Ted remembers the dream. I'll yeah. say okay, that. Okay, okay. The Wiz <laughs> has no idea what you're talking about. There's the, the slap of palm on forehead from Oofy behind uh, the wizard as Dingo's talking to him. The whirling vortex of water, the the lizard with the the three spikes on the end of its tail, the storms, the overwhelming pressure of the ocean. Can I do ro- new rules? There are no new rules because well, I'm at a higher level now too. It's because been, you forgot it. <laughs> it's been days. I'm a higher level. Like you son of a bitch. I'll give you a hero point because you played the forgetting and it plays into this. Go ahead and give me a recall knowledge check. Any one in particular? Occult. Fuck me. Guys, do I hero point this? Just to, just to move yes. this plotline along? Just for fun. If you stay at the inn tonight, you're going to have the dream. Is that going to help me with a roll, or am I going to know what it is? Your your DC is higher when you have the, dis- the dream described to you as opposed to you experiencing it. All right, fuck it. I'll take the 24, I'm assuming that's a failure, and I will sleep here tonight. Because now the Wiz is starting to get interested by this. He's more interested this time than he was last. I talk to everyone, and everyone, I'm not kidding, everyone had a dream like it. Everyone that slept here, in this building specifically? Everyone. I talked to the innkeep, he said everybody who's new to town gets the dreams. All of them. I'm going to go tell Moonlight about it. I just just walk away and go tell Moonlight about it. I don't know how to continue the conversation with them, but I feel like this is pertinent information now. (laughs) You just walk away from them. Dingo kind of, like, puts his hands in the air and, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like, and Oofy reassures him, you know, he's going to be sleeping here tonight. He'll get to see it. Somebody will know what's going on. They'll know what to do. And then I tell Moonlight. But the wizard approaches Moonlight. So everybody that stays in town that's new has a weird dream. With like vortexes and stuff and stuff and stuff. Dreams and stuff. Oh. Well, I guess it sounds like we'll get to experience that tonight since we're new to town. Are we staying in town? Yes, we're staying at the sim. I don't remember this conversation. Ted doesn't remember this conversation either. <laughs> that's, that's why we're here, Wiz. You forget already. 
I thought we came here to talk to people. Does the plot hook in? <laughs> That's the only thing I heard of it. <laughs> I didn't know we were staying here. Yes, you already have a room. You don't have to pay for it. Not that money's a huge issue to us at the moment. So, upon going to sleep, I'm going to need a will save from everybody. Uh, yep. This a spell or magical effect? Yes. What are these fucking rolls? Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, hell yeah, brother. Join me. Join me in the crit failure. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Hell yes. Like, no, I think critically failing this dream might be dope. Yeah, actually, I think it's going to be fun. No, you guys are going to wake up, like, drained or something. Good. Yeah, that's, that's my assumption is drained or didn't get a restful night, so we don't get our spells back or some bullshit like that. We didn't use that, like. I mean, that's a six, a one, a one, and a two. <laughs> Everybody fails. Jebediah and Peach Pie critically fail. Wizard, as you fall asleep, you enter the world of dreams and find yourself swimming in the middle of a lake or an ocean. The water is still, so you don't think it's an ocean, but you can't see shore on any side of you. Your tie-dye robes are splaying out around you and flowing in the water, and you feel fingers grasping at your feet. First little touches and, like, a grab. Are they, like, tickling my feet, or are they, like, physically, like, dragging me down into my death? They're dragging you down... My death. Okay. And you fight them off for a bit, struggling helplessly in the water, your robes getting in the way, and they pull you under the water, and you wake up the next morning. Jeb. Jeb, you stand in a field. Nice. Grass blowing violently in hurricane force winds. You're standing in water that is knee deep on the ground and is rising fast. You look for higher ground. You can't find any anywhere. And eventually, the water rises, overtakes you, and you drown. Well, I have the resonant thing of water, so I don't drown. <laughs> I use it in my dream. What is this, freaking Inception? Jeb, you wake up the next morning... Fatigued. Peach Pie, in your sleep, you're setting up the tent to the circus, pounding stakes in with your big top stake driver. You turn around as you feel something ominous over your shoulder, and when you turn, the world goes dark, and slowly emerging from that darkness emerges rows and rows of dozens, hundreds, thousands of lizard teeth. And you turn and you run the other direction, but you can't put any distance between you and the gaping maw that slowly encloses you. Fucking heavy metal. You awake the next morning and uh, are also fatigued. 
Moonlight. Moonlight, you're laying out in a field. It's evening. This might be Aberton, back under that copse of trees just next to the circus. And you're looking up into the night sky, waiting to go fall asleep, when a star winks out. Two, three more wink out. A cluster off to the north winks out. An entire quarter of the night sky. The stars all go dark, and after a few moments of staring up into the night sky, all of the stars go black. And you look around you and you find that you're not, in fact, outside of the circus in Aberton. No, you're just in a void of nothingness. And then you wake up the next morning. So, Peachfy, Jebediah, you're fatigued from that experience. You recover from fatigue after a full night's rest. So, Peachfy and Jeb will be fatigued for the rest of the day, and you have a minus one to AC and saving throws. Jeb goes back to bed. (laughs) (laughs) The next morning, how do you start your day? I don't know why we wanted to have those dreams. Those sucked, guys. (laughs) Over breakfast in the morning, the professor still brings around a pot of coffee and serves it to everybody, but somebody else is making food today. Nobody has any specific, you know, camp duties that they're doing right now. A few people, circus folk, seem unsure about what exactly to do, but they they get their breakfasts. Dingo slides up to the wizard. So, did happen? Yeah, you asshole, I died. (laughs) You had it, Jim. Yes. You died? Yes. I was swallowed by what I assume was Zevgavizeb. Zevgavizeb? Yes. Is that the the demon lord that the Zolgaths worship? Well, you must have rolled well on your knowledge check just there. (laughs) Or a level whatever you are. He's one of the higher level ones. That's true, he is one of the higher level ones. Dingo is one of the higher level ones. Also, the people of the circus know a little more about this than usual because of y'all, but... Wait, did Bernard have the dream as well? Oh, good question. Bernard, give me a will save. I will. Bernard gets a 37. So say he's going to fucking roll really goddamn well. Goddamn. No, Bernard actually doesn't recall having any dreams at all. He slept soundly last night. (laughs) But yes, we've been dealing with the Zolgaths and have run into omens about Zevgavizeb on more than one occasion. And since... In my dream, I was swallowed by a giant mouth filled with thousands of lizard teeth. I'm just making a, an assumption. Okay. Is, is that Kevin's a, a lizard? I don't actually know. I make a religion check? That would be religion, yeah. Maybe I do actually know. With a 29? Or like it's a 16... Because they really don't know. <laughs> I don't know shit. The beast of the glutton dark. I mean, if the Zolgath worship him, I assume he's a lizard. Uh, a primordial clippeth turned demon lord, Zevgavizeb seems to care little for his followers, so he is more often propitiated than worshipped. 
The Beast of Gluttondark's sphere of influence encompasses caverns, reptiles, the strong, and all-consuming hunger. That's right. But he doesn't have, like, a form or anything like that? Other than Clippeth, I guess? Appearance. Zev Gavazeb is a truly hideous monster, even by abyssal standards, which is full of monsters. He is a dragon-sized beast, part reptile, part bat, part overgrown worm. Features often ascribed to Zev Gavazeb include a massive fang-filled maw, massive sharpened wings, and acidic tentacles lined with suckers and jawless mouths. That is Zev Gavazeb. Zev Gavazeb exudes a horrific stench that can permanently nauseate anyone who smells him. Yeah, that's fucking great. To, do we need to make occultism checks? Can we now make occultism checks, those of us that had this dream? Because everybody had the dream, anybody who can make occult checks or religion checks can make them. I don't care about that crap. A lot. Best roll of the night for a 32. <laughs> 36, no whiz. 33 on the religion. Oh, I rolled occultism. The wiz doesn't know shit about religion. I think you do. I think you keep saying that, but then you actually, like, have a decent score in it. Oh, I have the same as my occultism, but I always roll terribly on religion. Like, it's... (laughs) As he grounds his nose, the wiz doesn't know shit about religion. Based on all of the the water themes, there's certainly a lizard, or represented as a lizard of some kind. You recall that... Any sort of, like, lizard entities or things that you saw were spiny, sickly green. It almost had, like, a, a, an iguana look to it, which lends itself to Bokrug, also referred to as the water lizard. Bokrug is a great old one of revenge, storms, and water. A great old one? Yes. Here's the interesting thing about Bokrug. Bokrug prefers to enjoy being worshipped and has little desire to destroy others, except when he is angered or needs to avenge himself or his worshippers. Huh. All right. There's a thing we've learned now. Let's go do more checks to build up the town's defenses. (laughs) So do we think something like that? I mean, a great old one doesn't seem like that's going to be what's out in the water, but maybe it's uh, something he's controlling or something that's out in the bay. That the What is a great old one? Basically, Paizo's Cthulian stuff. Yeah, your Lovecraft mythos. The Yellow King. So is this becoming a horror campaign or something? Yogg-Sagoth, I think. <laughs> well, we is... are going to be heading to the Darklands, I assume. No, Yogg-Sagoth is... Yeah, anyways. Yeah, Yogg-Sagoth is... Yogg-Sagoth is a great He's one. a Clippeth Lord in Pathfinder, Clippeth but it's definitely from... Ah, that's right. From Lovecraftian stuff. That is Lovecraftian, yeah. So, party does nothing with that information right now? I don't know what to do. What the hell are we supposed to do with it? I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Are we supposed to make more checks? I'm not just going to tell you to make checks unless you point me to something. I don't get it. I'm not following it, so I just... Like, David isn't following it, so I don't, I don't know what we're supposed to do. It could be nothing now. It could mean more later. I thought I figured out what was going on, but... It could be one of those things where, yeah, we're not supposed to know all of it yet. Dingo and Ufi, you know, hear your explanation of who Bokrug is, if you choose to share it with them, that is. Yeah, I don't see why we wouldn't. We'd at least be sitting around talking about it, I would think, if they happen to be nearby and overhear us like the professor obviously did. (laughs) 
Well, I mean, they're both very, very interested. They were the first ones to experience the dream. They're the most curious about it. And that they would absolutely be listening while you're having this conversation. Then I guess they hear our, our explanation. They don't necessarily contribute much. They're just kind of nodding their heads as you're explaining it in that way that, oh, man, that's that's a little crazy. That's happening right now. Dingo will point out that as he's asked around about it, all the townspeople say that they don't have the dreams. And from people who move into town, after they have the dreams for a few months, they eventually go away. So this whole place is fucking haunted by weird elder god shit. This is a known phenomenon in the town. Like, they know about it in the town, and they're like, yeah, whatever. It's something that's been happening for decades. Okay, I was going to say, I, I would ask how long it's been going on, but apparently a while. <laughs> yeah, stories go back generation over generation. It's one of those things that, you know... How long ago did Aridin die? About 150 years. I was going to say it was like 120 or 150 years or something like yeah, that, Yeah, it right? might be a little less than 150, more like 120 not super long. But obviously a lot longer than a couple decades, so... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know what to do with that, so I continue with my day. <laughs> Alright, that sounds good. So if you continue on with the day to help with the town's defenses otherwise... Yes, continue on with the day. Keep an eye out for the Banyan boys. Then if everybody is going into the helping out with the town with prepping for defenses... Let's go ahead and figure out what everybody's doing. Are you doing the same thing you did last time, or people switching it up a bit? Same thing. I think everybody's doing the same thing. But better! But hopefully better. Let me attempt a nature check. The whiz critically succeeds. Yay! You make up for my failure. I just succeed. Uh, Moonlight gets a 30 on their performance. Luckily, they're dancing and get that plus two. Yeah, exactly. Moonlight goes around and does that as before, is bolstering morale with a 30. That's a success. Willowside will gain one defense point. And Jebediah, you're going to be tracking patrols again, right? With a 38, you get a success, giving Willowside another defense point. Wizard, you are erecting magical wards once more, and you got what again? I got a 41. A 41 is a critical success. That's going to give two defense points. And finally, Peach Pie. I get a 28, 29, which is less than 30. With a 29, that is a failure. You are not able to contribute enough to make any difference in the defense points this time around. However, Peach Pie, as you are working throughout the day, at a certain point, Relda, the blacksmith, she completely runs out of metal. And halfway through the day, your production stops. She heads over to Peach Pie and she asks for your help. Peach Pie. Hello. Thanks again a lot for, for helping out around the forge. It's been really helpful to have you. Yes. Wall out of metal, but I know of a spot outside of town. It's a little scary for me to go get it, but I know you guys are really good at that sort of thing. If I told you where the scrap metal is, would you be able to get some for us? Yes. Great. Here, let me, uh, you know, I'm going to pull up a map and point it out to you. She goes and grabs a map, and it's just a map of town. She points out a spot in the forest where she kind of dumps some of her slag metal. Is there a cart nearby I can use to retrieve this metal with? Yeah, absolutely. I take the cart and I go retrieve the scrap metal. 
Peach Pie, as you're headed out there, I want to ask you to give me a stealth check, but I know you just basically won't. I don't stealth. So, Peach Pie, as you're headed out to the site that Relda pointed out to you, you spot, off in the distance, three T-Rexes with Zolgas mounted on top of them. Between me and the metal? Off in the distance. And they spot you. Now, they're a ways away right now. If you retreated now, you could get back to town before they got to you. You could try to hide. Or you could face th- three T-Rexes. Probably can't take them all myself. Um, I'll book it back to, uh, back to town. Okay. Sorry, I could not retrieve your metal. We would appear to be under siege. <laughs> That's all right. Thanks for trying. I mean, couldn't you ask the rest of us to come help? <laughs> I suppose I could grab the group and we could go blow them the fuck up just like we did the other guys. Do we want to do that? We would interrupt what everybody's doing with their downtime activities in order to do that. Nah, I'm good. Just going to leave it as is. All right. Well, that was a rousing... Um, failure. Failure by David today. <laughs> succeed. Yeah, I, I failed hugely in everything. But that's okay. That's, that's kind of Peach Pie's M.O. Just fail. <laughs> a couple of rain clouds later. So essentially we just got plus four again. Essentially. Now, Jeb, when you get back, somebody from the Willowside Hospital, which is on the east side of town, pulls you aside and asks you if you would be able to help her collect some herbs for medicines. Asked if you knew anything about plants. Oh, do I ever. The hospital is running low on medicinal herbs. If she doesn't get them soon, she won't have enough time to make medicines to aid in the town's defense and asks if you would be willing to go get the herbs. I'd love to. In order to get out to the forest to gather the herbs... Aren't I already out there? I was tracking. Yeah, this would have happened after you came back. Okay. So, if you were to go back out, I need you to give me a stealth check. No. Unless you... They're also (laughs) in the same boat. Got it. A patrol of Zolgaths spot you as you're headed into the forest... Three T-Rexes with three Zolgaths mounted on top of them start running at you from the distance. Them T-Rexes get around. You could make it back to town. How far away? How many turns would it take for them to get to me? Uh, it's... Are you asking me if you could just, like, nuke them? <laughs> you want to nuke them? <laughs> I don't know if I want to by myself. They're, they, they're far enough away for you to have a couple of rounds. Nah, this sounds like a waste of everyone's time. I'll just turn back. We don't need to do that. Okay. <laughs> At the end of the day, Peach Pie, you're just straight exhausted. So is Jebediah. When everybody kind of starts heading back to the inn, Trevor is there waiting for you. Hello, Trevor. Hey, hey, Moonlight. What are you doing in the inn today? He kind of awkwardly half smiles and... Want to take a guess? Assessa would like to talk to us. You're spot on. Now, is it? I mean, I guess whenever makes the most sense to you. I mean, it's it's kind of pressing. Everything's kind of pressing right now. Yes. But I'm not going to tell you to do anything. That's probably very wise of you, but... You you are much smarter than most people we encounter, Trevor. (laughs) 
Yes, you should definitely be more sure of yourself. Th- thanks, Peach Pie. Th- thanks, thanks, Moonlight. Okay. Well, I could take you there now if you want to go, or or if uh, if you want to go tomorrow. I guess it was a long day. No, no. We'll do it on her time. Let's go. Heaven forbid she come here and talk to us. <laughs> he winces at the comment a little bit. As we walk there, I instead of like carrying my maul like I normally do, I just drag it behind me, just <laughs> as I go. I'm so exhausted. Well, you make your way to town hall. Like as we walk, Moonlight's just like, if she asks us to do one more thing, I don't know. <laughs> you know what it's going to be. What, to go save the Banyan boys because they never came back? You got it. Trevor stops walking, and then he runs to catch back up with you. (laughs) Yeah, you guys are pretty good. You're right. That's exactly what it is. Yes, well, we've been around the block once or twice before. Well, I mean, you're so good at what you do. Don't worry, Trevor. You're a hero in your own right. Yes, we're all heroes in our own way. I can't shoot lightning bolts from my fingers or carry a giant maul. I don't really know what you're talking about, but okay. Okay, Estessa. So Trevor takes you to Estessa's office, and uh, she looks frazzled. Just tell us where they are, and we'll go get them tomorrow. Moonlight literally just walks in and goes, Okay. Where are they? What do we need to do? <laughs> As like Peach Pie says the same thing. <laughs> she she looks up at you and her her I'm not gonna say she has like wild eyes, but but she I had a whole thing prepared. Yes, we know. We're trying to speed it along. I I see. Okay. I, I yes, expediency is important. And she goes and she grabs uh, some notes and some papers and some old documents. And she starts pulling them together and spreading them out on the table. And uh, she says, the Banyan boys went to some caves underneath the town. Uh, They've been here since the town was built. Uh, Some old documents from the town's founding indicate that those caves were important. Uh, Local legend has it that the town's founders might have left something special down there in case of emergencies. Well, if this doesn't count as an emergency, nothing does. The Banyan boys went down there, and they should have been back by now. I worry that something has happened to them. Didn't the professor come and talk to you today about this? About what? He was going to come talk to you about the Banyan boys and where they went. Oh, uh... He did come talk to me today. He didn't mention anything about that, though. Great. Someone else I need to have a word with. Okay. <laughs> she blushes a little bit when you ask. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, assuming you all survive this, get a room. She blushes even further. Yeah, yes, well, um... I mean, she has a room right here. Oh. Uh, so, uh... First thing, she actually picks up the Iun Stone that she gave you the other day, and she hands it back to Jeb, and she says, you just have this. Just have this. Okay. I put it directly back on, <laughs> and I say, wow, 2,800 golden pieces. I'm going to sell it. <laughs> That's actually a pretty good one. <laughs> it is a pretty good one. Yeah, I know it, it is. is. She can point you to the where the entrance is. 
She also had a map that an old Sheriff Banyan had of the sea caves with notations and marks on it. The sea caves, so they're filled with water then? Depending on the tide. Do these legends talk about any guardians or anything like that? No one knows for sure. It's supposed to be something that can help the town in its time of greatest need, but there's never any speak of any defenses or anything. It's almost like it would be like in storage, but nobody's really gone down there to, to look. These rumors and no one's ever gone to check it out? They're old sea caves. They're supposed to be very, very dangerous. The entrance was sealed off. There may be an alternative entrance by the pier, but kept secret long enough and held under lock and key. Nobody went down there that we know of. Okay, so which is the best route to go to get there? It's actually in the the basement of the general store is the entrance. Okay. Is this a today thing or in the morning? This can wait in the morning. They may still come back, but if they're not here by the morning, then I ask for your assistance. You'll have it. Thank you, Jebediah. Yes. Next time, talk to the professionals before you talk to these (laughs) fools. Yeah, the professional circus people. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so funny because she was talking back and forth to Opera. Opera was like, they're really great. Don't ask them for anything aside from performing, though. (laughs) This is now, what, the fourth thing she's asked from us? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to ask us anyways, you might as well ask us first. Well, any other questions? Snide remarks to make and whatever. Snide remarks, (laughs) questions. (laughs) Nope. Anybody you want to try to talk to, gather information about ahead of time, anything like that? Has any of these rumors ever talked about last time this was used or anything like that? No, not, never anything like that. So just something in time of the town's need. That's it. That's what the legend says. Okay. I think uh, it is getting late and you all look exhausted. Sleep sleep well, everybody. And unless we've got something else, questions you want to ask her, things you want to do, it is the evening after dinner. Nope. Good to go. Okay. Ready for bed. Then we go through into the next morning, and lo and behold, who doesn't show up? The Banyan Brothers. Do we have the dream again? Uh, you do need to give me will saves for the dream, yes. No, not do we need to give you will saves, just do, do we, we have the dream. <laughs> oh, uh, give me will saves. God damn it. Thank God. We all succeed. Except maybe Moonlight. I don't think we do. <laughs> uh, for Moonlight. Everyone rolls uh, above a 33, except for Moonlight rolls a 27. Moonlight, you fail. And you have another dream filled with visions of Bokrug. Okay, good. But I'm not fatigued or anything? Not fatigued. Perfect. Don't care. So everybody rests out of their fatigued status. The professor actually... Uh, brings you something that he got from Tritala after hearing that you were going to be going down into the sea caves. Uh, I do need to RP with that fucker, though, so... uh... (laughs) (laughs) I'll make that easy. He gives you a scroll of water breathing. 
she was very firm that she thinks this is a terrible idea. Apparently, the town has a darker history than Mayor Vandy thinks. Oh, so so you talked to Mayor Vandy? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I did, actually. Yeah, yeah. So how did that go? And Moonlight stares very pointedly <laughs> at him. <laughs> uh, he takes a step back. Uh, I, uh... <clears throat> I, I think it went very well. In hindsight, I believe I forgot to, to, to do something. Yes, I do believe you did. So, uh, I'm very sorry about that. I'll uh, try not to get too distracted in the future. <laughs> <laughs> if Moonlight walks away, Peach Pie will place his hand on the shoulder. Uh, shoulder of the professor and say it's okay professor we're all just under stress right now you do a lot of good things for the circus I suppose thank you Peach Pie yes Dennis Dessa's really quite a handsome woman well done professor (laughs) thank you Fred I was actually thinking the same thing myself (laughs) Anyways, I have things I need to go do. You have things you need to go do. I'll be off now. Yes, things to go do, (laughs) (laughs) Professor. He turns and walks away. (laughs) All right, General Store, let's go. Yeah, General Store, moving it. So we could do the RP with Sontail, Caffron. Nope, walk in. Wreck shit. Let us in. Point us away. The general store. To, oh, nope. Oh, you're barging into nope. my basement. Oh, I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> sorry about this. Caves. Got some Banyan brothers to save, apparently. Oh, right. And she points you in the, to the direction. Kind of hides behind the counter a little bit as she points you to the where you need to go. As we, like, disappear into the, like, basement, Moonlight looks back and goes, Better not hear any rumors about this later. As you walk down into the basement... You can see that it's it's almost sectioned off into, into two areas. One is an area that's filled with crates of goods. Everything is well organized, and each crate is labeled and neat handwriting. But at the rear of the basement, there's a, an extremely dusty door with rusted out hinges and an ornate metal padlock that actually hangs open on the handle with a similarly ornate key still inside. Peach Pie, after you. I kick it in. (laughs) And it makes a satisfying thwack. The door from this basement leads into another, much larger room filled with old boxes and crates. Everything in here is covered in dust, and it's clear the room hasn't been used in many years. A broken wooden door leads north, and a larger door hangs open to the west, where steep stairs carved into natural rock passage descend from the larger doorway, which emits the smell of seawater. Dampness fills this room, making it cold and clammy. I guess we'll check out this top room. Peach Pie's in the lead. You see in front of you, kind of hanging out amongst the boxes and stuck on the floor, 
are these white clumpy ooze. It almost looks like they almost look like tallow wax. Pale yellow and it smells of meat. This unnatural globular monster is composed entirely of rendered animal fat. Let's use it for some cooking. As Peach Pie kicks the door open, they all lurch forward towards the new prey. Everybody roll initiative. You guys killed initiative. Everybody goes before the monsters do. And Peach Pie and Jebediah both get a 38. Who goes first? Peach Pie, go forward. Okay, so I've got a wave of four monsters in front of me. Or did you want to go first so you can throw some AoEs in there? Me? I mean, what? A, how many people are in there? I only see one. Oh. There's four. <laughs> There's four. Yeah. Yeah. I know how this works with this party. I I delay. <laughs> well, you just let Jeb go first, then. Yeah, Jeb goes first. I think he's saying he lets all the casters I'm go I'm going to let everybody go first <laughs> oh, before me. I see what me. you're saying. Okay, so Peach by delays. If I know, like, I mean, it's kind of better to know we're all going first, but yeah, I'll just wait for Moonlight and Wiz to go as well. Okay. Then Jeb and Peach Pie are both delaying, which takes us over to Moonlight. It's your turn. I guess we'll give this a try. I'll give like a level four sound burst to try. Does that catch all four of them? Yeah, it's a 10 foot radius, so that'll hit all four. Then Fortitude saves, right? We get three successes and one failure. Yes. Apparently they have decent fortitudes. Of course, two of them got exactly what they needed, so... Nice rolls, though. Uh, 28 on 4010. That's probably my best D10 rolls. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty counter to what your normal D10s rolls are. <laughs> and then which one failed? Uh, number two. He is deafened for one round. That's my turn. I don't think the deafened matters, but, hey, you know. Well, then the uh, that big hmm, sound burst goes off. Wizard, it's your turn. Uh, wizard first action will take a five foot step up and then he will throw a fifth level cone of cold to hit all four of them. Reflex saves. Oh, wow. <laughs> how, are, how are the reflex saves that bad? They're just horrendous. They're gels of fat. Oozes always have bad reflex saves. I just don't have anything that targets reflex. One, two, three critical failures and only one of them rolled a natural one. And then one got a 19 on the die, still failed. Uh, see how much damage it actually does. 34. It looks like it's resisting some of that damage, but when you're critically failing something like this, resisting that is not a ton of mitigation. That's my turn. And then after the wizard blasts the tallow oozes with the cone of cold. Peach Pie will now take his turn. Peach Pie jumping in. We'll rage and move up and swing at medium ooze number two. See how it goes. Get a 41 to hit. That's a critical hit, but you know as well as I do. That's an ooze booze. I deal it 40 damage. And that's my turn. Okay. Well, and after Peach Pie gets sad angry, runs up and smacks an ooze, that's going to take us over to Jeb. Jeb. You're going to wait for the, you're going to jump in. All right, Jeb mm-hmm. jumps in. We'll give Turtle his shot. She's going to cat pounce in. So I'll stride and attack, and she'll attack this one in front of her. She'll get 37 to hit. It hits. That hits. 
I'm not going to call out critical hits on this combat. The oozes have ridiculously low AC. Zero damage. Uh, must be immune to slashing or piercing or whatever it was. So Turtle goes to bite down on this ooze and she gets it stuck in her teeth. It's like a, a, a cat that starts chewing on gum and just, I, 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 you know, they do that thing where they, I don't know what that's called. Not like it. Lost <laughs> visual. I'm just like, yeah. She'll get frustrated and use her second attack to claw. If slashing does anything. A 29 to hit. That'll hit. Zero damage. Turtle slashes through the ooze and it just slides all the way through it. It doesn't really look like it did much of anything. Jeff will just move forward right here. And he saw his cat fail, so he assumes he's going to fail, but he'll try anyways. And just like before with with Turtle, you, you cut right through it. It doesn't look like it does anything. I mean, it might do the sonic, uh, the lightning damage. Oh, good point. Two. Two damage. Did it. <laughs> it does. It does shock. As it passes through, and it does deal just a little bit of electricity damage. It's going to take us over to the ooze that Jeb and Turtle are unsuccessfully able to damage very much at all. And it is moving really slowly, almost like it's slower because it's cold. Because it took that cold damage, it has slowed one for this turn. Loses its first action. So even though it resisted part of it, it slowed it down? It slowed it down. Yep. All right. Yeah. So with its second its second action, it's going to attack Turtle and get a 31 to hit. Hit. Turtle is going to take 23 points of bludgeoning damage as a long pseudopod arm reaches out and smacks her across the face. And then it's going to attack again. This time it's going to attack Jebediah and get a 25 to hit. Miss. That's going to lead us over to one of the other oozes. That ooze is going to lose its first action. With its second action, it's going to attack Peach Pie. Get a 31 to hit. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's going to swing again. Mindless creature misses with a 26. That didn't go very well. Takes us to the one that Peach Pie hit and is deafened, which I guess it can be deafened, actually. Loses its first action and then attacks Peach Pie. Wow, that's the third eight in a row. 31 misses. It's going to go at it again. Also a miss. Last ooze needs to use an action to step closer. Gets into reach with Peach Pie and Jeb. Uses its third action to hit Peach Pie. Finally a hit. All right, 34 gets it. It does hit you for 23 points of bludgeoning damage, though, on that second hit. But that is its turn. The wizard doing a lot more than he intended doing the cold damage. That's going to take us to the top around two. Moonlight. Moonlight moves in a little bit to get a better view. And quite honestly, throws a book. Don't really have much else to do here. Ooh, a 39 to hit. Yeah, uh, that'll, that'll do it. Uh, 25 damage. 25 damage and it bludgeoning. All goes through because of that bludgeoning damage process of elimination and I throw books anyways. <laughs> <laughs> well then after uh, Moonlight uses an old standby wizard, it's your turn. Do I just fucking hit people with my spell again? First action I move up behind Jeb. Second and third action I cast another level 5 Chronicle. 
This is gonna hit Jeb and Peach by two. <laughs> hey, I'm not doing any damage, sure. Reflex saves. Well, they don't do quite as badly. None of them critically fail. Oh, but Peach Pie fails. Man, I'm going to take my action point and re-roll that reflex save. Oh, okay. And now, same thing, 29 again. I was going to say, if you would have asked, you probably shouldn't have because you'd have a less than 50% chance of doing it. 38 for the damage. All right, being that they all failed, they'll all take the damage. They resist 10 points of it. However, like before, they are slowed down because of the cold damage. That's pretty good. That's four actions away from them. It's worth the damage to you. Sorry, bud. Okay. I just didn't want to hit Turtle. That was was my main thing. Aw. Sorry, Jeb. I care more about Turtle. She doesn't want to be cold. (laughs) I mean, Jeb is totally in the same boat. If you attack Turtle, he'd probably be upset. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, then after the wizard, blast him with another cone of cold, slowing them down for another round. Peach Pie, it's the start of your turn. And you're finding that your footing beneath you is treacherous. It's covered in a thin layer of grease. Interesting. You will need to give me an acrobatics check. Okay. Or fall on your ass. 19. You know that hero point you should have used, not used? (laughs) It's not that bad. You actually will not be able to use an action with the move trait this turn. Oh, no. Which, in this case, doesn't really matter. Oh, no. Fucking attack him. There's, like, no chance I can, can't hit. I feel like even if I rolled a one, I'd hit. You might actually still hit if you rolled a one. 26 damage. Oof, that crit fucked you. Second attack. 36 damage. Third attack. No reason not just to attack three times since it's so easy to hit. A 31's still a critical. Fuck. Yep. <laughs> 33 damage. That's my turn. Well, then after Peach Pie goes ham on one of these things, it's looking a bit splattered from all of the hammer damage it's been taking. So gross. Jebediah, it's your turn. You have to give me an athletics check. I will give you one. Which is a natural 20. I float. (laughs) You're fine. You're used to dealing with slick surfaces, apparently. All right, well, Turtle will continue to maul on this thing. He's just just going to roll for fun. Yep, does a lot of damage to it. All right. And Jeb will... They're all slowed currently, right? Yeah, all of them are slowed, yes. All right, well, I'll continue to attack on these two with the range spell. Oh, yeah? What you doing? I hit him with a ray of frost cantrip. Well, it hits. Uh, uh, 44, but doesn't seem to go all the way through. Nope, it's not a critical hit, and it resists 10 cold damage. It resists cold, but it seems to be effective. I mean, yeah, like, weak to cold. (laughs) Yeah, if you guys don't recall knowledge by the time the combat's over, I'll tell you what the ability is. It's really cool, actually. (laughs) But that's all Jibs get. I guess I didn't give a turn to Turtle, but I see no reason to move. Um, Yeah, I see no reason to move. We're good where I'm at. Okay, sounds good. Then after Jeb takes us down to the uses again, just like before, they're all going to lose their first action. So the first one's going to reach out and smack Peach Pie for 34 to hit. God damn it, yeah. 
20 points of bludgeoning damage and a second attack against Turtle for 21 to hit. Miss. All right. Next ooze loses first action, second action attack. Peach Pie, nat 20 on the die. That's going to deal Peach Pie 45 points of bludgeoning damage and a thing. So this thing smacks you like the the pseudopod almost grows to be the size of a, like an oversized spatula or a frying pan and just smacks Peach Pie broad across his chest. And that tallow, that rendered animal fat just spatters all over Peach Pie and it's covering your arms and making your weapons slick. All right. Uses its third action to attack Peach Pie once more. 37 to hit. That'll hit. 21 points of bludgeoning damage. Got two more oozes to go here. And this one's all out on Peach Pie as well. Not one on the die for this one, though. Second attack. A little better. 18 on the die for a 36. Hits. And that's going to deal you 26 points of bludgeoning damage. And final ooze here has a few more options. Uses its first attack to attack Jebediah. Nat 20 on the die. 42 points of bludgeoning damage. And you also have that smattering of grease all over you. Oh, I can't sling my weapon efficiently? Uh, we'll get there if you want to try. You could use a single interact action to, like, scrape off the grease if you want on your turn so that you don't have to worry about penalties or any or accidentally dropping your weapon. Okay. Second attack, also on Jebediah from this one. 18 on the die for a 36, dealing you 28 points of damage. And that's its turn. We go back up to the top of round three this time. Moonlight, it's your turn. Uh, Moonlight's going to try to throw one a book at this one in front of Peach Pie, see if they can finish it off. Okay. Uh, you know, I would say it has cover because Peach Pie's in the way, but it's not going to fucking matter. Uh, yeah, 29 to hit. <laughs> so you're going to hit it either way. Yeah, 29 hits. Uh, 32 damage. A 32 damage just smashes this tallow ooze into bits that spatter all over the floor here. And it's that's dead. my turn. Well, I cast shield, I guess, third, third action. That takes us over to the wizard. It's your turn. Wizard, you are in the aura here. You need to give me an acrobatics check. Uh, 25. 25 is gonna fail. Do I want a hero point? It's gonna make you, like, drop your weapon or something. As if you care. Okay. Now this is the the floor is greasy. You can't move. Yeah, it makes it so you can't use move actions. Oh no, I can't move. Fifth level fireball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who do you hit in this one? Uh, the three enemies, Peach Pie and Jeb. Got it. Jesus, Peach Pie's already hurt, man. <laughs> I don't. He's in the way. Peach Pie succeeded. See, I succeed though. Yeah, we get a little worse on the oozes saves here. Two critical failures and a regular failure. Peach Pie succeeds. Jebediah, however, fails. Great. And they roll 39 damage. The oozes, when they get hit and engulfed by the flames, they bubble and they boil and they pop. And they're wriggling and squirming. They actually take more fire damage. Their weakness is fire. However, they look much more liquid, and they look faster than Peach Pie. Give me that check first. So what kind of check is it? Acrobatics, okay. to balance. Okay, I fall prone. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that one on this check? Yes, Peach Pie, you fall prone. 
Okay. God, this is the grossest. We're just all covered in In rendered animal fat. (laughs) I hate it. Okay, so what's the thing about my weapon now? You could spend one interact action to wipe all of the grease off of it so that it's not slippery. Yeah, I heard I heard that part, but what happens if I don't do that? If you don't do that, then you would have to make a reflex save whenever you attempt to use any item, including weapons. Okay, then I do it. I spend one action to wipe my mallet off. While I'm on the ground, I pull some of my hankies out of my sleeve. And then I'm just going to attack from the ground. Because it doesn't matter. I'm still going to hit these idiots. We'll deal it 29 damage. We'll attack for a second time. And we'll deal it 30 damage. Splat. Dead. Yay. All right. Then after Peach Pie splatters a second, that takes us over to Jebediah. It's your turn. You want to reflex thing? I do, actually. Yeah, I do want to reflex save. 35. 35 is a success. So no, you do not fall. You can move normally. I will heal Peach Pie because I'm a cleric. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> 87 heal. Okay, thanks. <laughs> and got to get that shock damage in. Swing. Six. Oh, did you want me to re- reflex on that? Uh, yeah, to be for, for rolling that, you need to do a reflex save. 22. 22 is a failure. You would have taken a minus two penalty on your attack. Oh, no. You got a 34 to hit. A 32 would still hit. (laughs) Okay. So you're good. That's all I got. Well, then after Jebediah, that's going to take us over to the oozes, who are now more liquid than they were before, and they are moving faster. And for this turn, they are effectively quickened. So it's going to just start wailing on Jeb first for the 40 to hit, dealing him 22 damage. Its second attack, it's going to get Peach Pie for 33 to hit. Miss. Oh, except I'm prone. You're prone, so 33 hits. God damn it. (laughs) Deals you 22 points of damage. I was waiting to explain how my AC jumped up three this level. Jumped up three this level? That's a big jump. Because yeah, I got expert in uh, my armor. Nice. Then with its third action, it's going to attack Peach Pie again. Misses with a 19. It also gets a fourth action because it is quickened. It's going to attack Jebediah with this one. Rude. Miss with a 17. All right, and that takes us over to the final ooze. There's only two of the four left. Half of them are gone. This one is only within sight of Peach Pie, so Peach Pie, get ready for four attacks against you. First one's a 38 to hit, dealing you 27 points of damage. Second attack's a 28 to hit. Miss. That misses. The third attack, roll the two on the die. That ain't going to be nothing. And final attack, fourth attack, 17. That's also going to miss. It would have to roll a 20 to hit me on those third and fourth attacks. Third and fourth, that doesn't surprise me. All right, that'll take us to the top of the order. We're now in round four. We start with Moonlight. It's your turn. Uh, Again, just trying to focus. Medium Ooze 1 seems to be the most hurt. And that's the one that's attacking Jebediah and Peach Pie and Turtle. Yeah, so we're going to throw a book at them. Actually roll a natural one. Oh, you actually miss. Wow. What is its AC, just out of curiosity? 19. Oh, 19. For an 11th level creature, that's low. I mean, yeah, that's terrible, but yeah, it's not roll a one and still hit. Though. No, it's not, unfortunately. Uh, third action. I don't know, I guess move up next to this creature. 
And then end my turn. That's my turn. You move up next to it? Well, yeah. He tries to get his ass kicked. Oh, all right. Just to mitigate some of the damage, come in and take a few hits, huh? Wow. Well, wizard, it's your turn. Now I can't fireball everybody. <laughs> Just do a ray of frost and slow it. I'm going to produce flame on medium ooze number one. That's the one that's the most hurt right now. Of course, I actually roll in that 20 when it doesn't matter. 35, including weakness and not being critical. That's it. Well, that one, I would have been flat-footed for that. Which doesn't change the result of that produce flame at all. But the wizard falls onto his ass into a pile of grease. This oddly seems familiar. <laughs> Deja vu. <laughs> Peach pie. Give me an acrobatics check. To... No, I'm just going to stay on the ground. I don't care. You're already prone. Never mind. <laughs> this is going to hit these idiots. All right. You don't roll a one and you hit the idiot. Yes. I deal it. 30 damage. Splat, but it's still wriggling. Hit it again. 41 damage. It wasn't wriggling that much. Splat. It's destroyed. And now I hit the remaining one for 38 damage. Done. There's only the one ooze left. But Jeb, it's your turn. It's Jeb. One ooze left. And people got still... Heal yourself. I will. (laughs) Now we're fine. I'm going to slow this thing. It seems to be efficient. I hit with my Ray of Frost. And I deal 14 damage and slow it? You slow it. Instead of being quickened because it was superheated from the fireball, it slows down and loses its first action. That's all I got. Well, then after Jeb, that takes us over to the last remaining ooze who, yes, loses their first action to being slowed from the Ray of Frost from Jebediah. And this one smacks Peach Pie again, gets a 42 to hit. That's crit, but only because I'm flat-footed. Peach Pie, you take 35 points of bludgeoning damage, and much like before, the big giant hand of grease smacks you, and you're covered in it all over again. This is the grossest combat. And then with its last action, it will swing through at Moonlight. Miss you, bitch. And we'll get a 36 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Dealing Moonlight 25 points of bludgeoning damage. It's all good. Well, that's its turn to take us up to the top of round five, Moonlight. You need to give me an acrobatics check. 34. You do not fall on your ass. You can move this round. Throw a book at it. 35 to hit. <laughs> at a certain point, you don't have to say it. You, 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 you hit it, because you always hit it. 33 damage. Third action, raise shield. By that, I mean I cast shield. Wizard, you are no longer in the aura of the Tallow Ooze. You do not need to give me an acrobatics check. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't going to have to anyways. I'm still on the ground. You're just going to stay prone? Okay. Produce flame. Pew, fire, 36 damage. 36 does extra because of that weakness, but it does quicken up. Third action, I roll around in the grease. Oh. (laughs) 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 Gotta get that in there. (laughs) This this feels kind of (laughs) interesting. I kill this goddamn ooze. Yeah, finish it up, buddy. There, it's dead. I deal it, 36 damage. And there's just grease 
everywhere. This room. I hate this. Why? Why does it's, this exist? I it's hate like it. It smells like rotting meat now, mixed with like salt water air. We cooked it. It probably doesn't smell that bad. That's true. It probably smells like cooking <laughs> bacon. That makes it even worse somehow. <laughs> Bernard is just covered in this in his fur, and he's just hating it. I, I just start prestidigitationing people. Yes, please. While you do that, I'm going to use my continual recovery. What does that do? Let's be <laughs> to treat wounds every ten minutes rather than every hour. Worth it. A feat I probably should have picked up about eight levels ago, but uh, you know, fuck it. Gross and disgusting combat. Thank Nethys for prestidigitation. What other strange and dangerous monsters will we run into down here? What even is this place anyway? What's this mystical power set aside to save the town? Find out next time as we continue the Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.